When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody. Hey, monkeys. Welcome back, or welcome to Snark Monkey number 53 with stand-up comedian extraordinaire Brad Williams. By the way, please follow us on Twitter at the Snark Monkey, like the Snark Monkey Facebook page. And you can listen to us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Just search Snark Monkey. Also on Spreaker.com and on iHeartRadio.com. And, of course, on the website at SnarkMonkey.net. Because SnarkMonkey.com was taken by somebody who's not using it, and I'm too cheap to try and buy it off them. Some Europeans using it for something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And not noble like this effort is. Uh, Larry Morgan here, and Brad Williams is the guest. Now, uh, right up front, i got to apologize. I don't know why I'm sorry for you, to you, but um, there's great entertaining conversation in this talk with Brad. But there's some of it that's a little dated, but I left it in. Of course, depending on when you listen to this, of course, podcasts are on demand, and you might be listening to this two years after we record it, and then everything's dated. But at the time we recorded it, uh, he was about to go up to the uh, Brea Improv and perform some shows, and then he was going to head off to China, and we talked about basketball and the Golden State Warriors a little bit. Well, all that's done. You probably know that. But I still, I left it all in because the conversation was interesting, I'm hoping that we can have Brad back soon and find out about his trip to China, uh, which must have been fascinating. If you want to see Brad in concert and you live, for instance, oh, I don't know, in Columbus, Ohio, he'll be there. He'll be at the Funny Bone in Columbus next week. He'll be at the Montreal Comedy Festival after that if you head up to uh, Montreal for that hilarious few days. And then he'll be moving on to the Tampa Improv in August and Virginia Beach, the Funny Bone there, later part of August. It's all on his website if you go to bradwilliamscomedy.com and check him out. If you don't know Brad, you need to get to know Brad. His latest Showtime special is available on Showtime On Demand and probably soon to other streaming things. It's called Daddy Issues. It's great. It's a huge step forward for him. And uh, this is good stuff. So we talk about a bunch of things and stuff and comedy and, and there's laughs. And and there's some things that will make you go, ooh, wow, did, he, did they really say that? I know. Controversy. Yeah, I'm trying to dig up some interest on this damn thing. Come on, people. Bring it. Brad Williams brings it. It's episode number 53 of Snark Monkey. Enjoy. Daddy Issues is the Showtime special, which is awesome, and um, which is why I was telling you I almost wore my San Francisco Giants jersey today. <laughs> I'm a big Giants fan. Uh, that's a, it, and I'm not. It's no spoiler alert because it's in the teaser for your special. So, um, but you have a radio background. Not only are you 
a regular on the, uh, our buddy Kevin and Bean show here yeah. in the Los Angeles area, but you actually had a it, radio experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, talk I, about I, it in the special. Yeah, I did the uh, monstrous thing that is morning radio. Um, <laughs> it, you know, God, it's such an individual uh, hell that 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 is the morning radio yeah. show, and. And, and yet there are some people that that's all kind of like comics where it's like that's all they can do. And yeah, I know that that's like I, I'll and that and and that's one of the reasons why I left. I exaggerated the reasons why I left um, greatly on on the, on, on the on special, the special. <laughs> uh, because it's not. Well, and and this goes for any joke. It's not that funny if I go. Yeah, so I did this morning radio show, but then I really like sleep, and I missed performing <laughs> and getting random uh, pieces of tail on the road. Yeah, so, having uh, some kind of nightlife. Yeah, yeah, so, and I hated going to bed at 8.30 at night, so uh, I quit. Yeah, that's not very funny. But so, it is a very specific existence, you're right, and mm-hmm. I think, and I have been a morning man, I have never been a successful morning man, <laughs> and I think what it takes uh-huh. is, uh, like you say, a completely different mentality, because there is no human being that is meant to be alive at those hours yes. uh, and function like any other normal human being. It's impossible. Yes, and it, 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 the, the 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 human body was not designed to uh, go to bed at eight or nine and right. wake up at four. And it, by the it, way, it, nine it o'clock in the summertime, there's still sun up, and yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah, and the thing is, is uh, sure the show starts at six, but and you're like, well, why do you wake up at four then? Well, because you need an hour to get. Uh, re- refreshed with everything that happened the night before. Right. You have to know the news that just happened the night before. What are people actually talking about? You you can't start your morning by talking about the same things that you were talking about yesterday. Yeah, not to mention, even though obviously traffic at that time of morning is nowhere near as bad as it can be during rush hour, sure. I was continually shocked driving in at 4 or whatever well, were you, were of you the shit I LA? had to... Yeah, yeah coming well, down the 405 yeah, in the well, middle of the night. Because that's all the construction. That's, that's, that's when exactly. all the construction happens, and now, and now you're just like... And they don't care that you have a morning radio show. And uh, it's one of those things where you want to shout to all the other cars, like, I know you have jobs, but if I don't. They they just go on air like because a radio station never stops. It's like a, it, it's like it's like a TV show. Yeah, like there's never that. Please hold while the host gets here because he hit the snooze button too many times. Yeah, if you are in any way lackadaisical about your starting time when you're in radio, you won't last very long. It's right. like, like kind of being a do- doctor for an operation. It's like you can't walk in. Yeah, 15, whenever. 20 minutes late, whatever. No, it's you like, can't. Like, there's so many I'll jobs. I'll make up for it in the other end. No, yeah, it didn't work like, that way. My show tonight is at 8 p.m. at the Bray Improv, and but I, I, I can get there at 8.30. Yeah. It's fine, and I'm not the first one up, so <laughs> I can get there late. So you were doing radio in the Bay Area, and you were the sports guy. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Were well, you a sports guy going in, always. or is that... Yeah. Yeah, which All is right. really weird, because being a 4 foot 4 man... I, I always feel weird, like, when I'm really passionate about sports, and I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have done that play. You should have done the other play. It's like, dude, you, you're four foot nothing. Like, you have no right. Uh, it, it was literally a joke, I think, on my first album, where I was watching basketball with a couple of my dwarf buddies, and they were arguing, like, what Kobe Bryant should have done. And I'm like, you're midgets. You can't tell Kobe 
what he should have done. Like, that's you, you have to know your limitations Except, and know what you're like. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but the difference is yeah. your limitations when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, screaming at, at anybody on a sports broadcast yeah. is not even not a greater limitation than any other average sports fan because right. they couldn't do it either. No. So you're still. You still have every right to to yeah. be the idiot sports fan yeah. and say, "Are you kidding me? He was wide open." Yeah, yeah, yeah. None and, of us can then, execute in that level. Yeah, and then uh, yes, I'm a huge sports fan, and I'm I'm aware that sports are meaningless. I'm I'm aware <laughs> of the fact that they don't actually they're not from the city that I'm rooting for. They're, they they don't care about the team. They just want to make a lot of money, which they should. Uh, I'm aware of all of that, so don't be the the person. Because I I have friends now that are kind of the, like the hipster guys. Like, I don't know why you watch sports, man. It's stupid. It's just a distraction from what's going on in the world. <sighs> yes, it is exactly. And thank you, yeah, thank you for the distraction. Because sure, I could watch news reports all day about the slave labor going on in Dubai, and that 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 that, that, that they are basically have human slaves there. That they they, they trick these people. I could I. I can know about the sex trafficking. I can know about the things that are ruining our our environment on a permanent level that we could probably never undo. Yes, I could read all of that. Or, (laughs) or, I can see Peyton Manning throw a touchdown pass and smile. Which one will I do? Why do you think that the the Cleveland Browns, as shitty as they've been for such a long time, Mm -hmm. are still going to get in the middle of winter an entire stadium of people to go and scream their ass off? Yes. Because they live in fucking Cleveland. Yes. And they have this one moment of joy they get to to have on Sunday. And and there's something about, and I I know it's like, well, all right, so your team won the championship. What does that do? Studies have shown. That in the cities oh, where good studies where oh yeah oh, and thank you Brad by and by and by the way studies have also shown that ninety eight percent of the people believe what you say as long as you say studies, studies have shown excellent but that the economy of that particular city that wins championship improves like um um work like work goes better like. People work harder. They work better. Sure, the productivity goes down for a second while they party, but then it brings money into the city, and it it, it, it helps that city financially. Look, anything in my mind that can give anybody a collective sense of pride over sure. over race and economic issues or yes. any or political issues, if you can bring people together over something for even a moment that they can agree on, that's yeah. something positive. I mean, I, I'm a relatively intelligent practically somewhat sort of college-educated human being, and I just, I'm a Giants fan and a Golden State Warriors fan. I have been for a long time. Sure. And there's nothing right now that makes me happier than watching Steph Curry just raining threes down on oh, any, on people. I, I, Love I, I, it. I don't even like the team. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a Laker fan, but, yeah. that, but that makes me happy, too, just because it's incredible. Yeah. It, it's an incredible feat of, uh, I, I don't want to say strength, but just... Uh, athleticism. You, when you see somebody that's skilled at something sure. who's not a complete dickhead. Yes, uh, that helps. Which, by the way, uh, here's my one caveat. I okay. did have to check out during some of the latter Barry Bonds years. Once sure. it was very obvious and apparent that he was doing what he was doing, mm-hmm. I was not a happy Giants fan around that time. Well, you know what? Good. So you're the one that actually like kind of had a come-to-Jesus moment. I, t- I tucked all the way... I 
put all my Giants shit away. I became a Mets fan for a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. I went, wow. I went East Coast National League. Well, I mean, you were used to getting your heart broken in the Barry Bonds years of being a Giants fan. So, exactly so to jump to being a Mets fan is like, that's same same stuff, different day. And I couldn't be accused of being a bandwagon nope. jumper because the Mets just sucked. Yeah, sucked. They were horrible at that time. So, uh, yeah, but I looked, you're good. I looked good in blue. So. Yeah, sure. It's your damn colors. So. Exactly. And I respect that. <laughs> and you know what? You can tell a lot about someone based on their either knowledge about sports or if they are a bandwagon fan yeah. or or what kind of players they support. Like, it kind of reflects in their personality. Oh, totally. And I'm, I'm sure and, – and then uh, I, I had a girlfriend that was, like, uh, so mad at me when I was watching sports too much. Like, you know it's meaningless, right? You know it doesn't, like, mean anything. It's not – they don't care about you. And I'm like, you watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Do you think they're there for the right reasons? You think they're getting there for romance? Do you think? And, and you're passionate about it. When when some girl dumps a guy or doesn't give a rose to a guy that you that you really wanted, you're you're like, how dare she? <laughs> and it's like a smite on both your houses to pull a Shakespeare reference. Wow, um, boy, we've had studies and Shakespeare here. Yeah, so, far. so it's like we all have our things. Yeah. We all have our things that are meaningless bullshit. We all have them. Just your your meaningless bullshit is not better than my meaningless no, bullshit. No, I was just thinking about this because I I and I bet as a creative person you have had this, and I've heard comics talk about this all the time. Actually, mm-hmm. that that little kind of dark period you put yourself into when you know you're not doing anything productive. Yeah, and that uh, somebody described it as that you know that. Uh, bottomless pit in the middle of the afternoon <laughs> where you end up uh you know watching porn and masturbating and mm-hmm. then there's you know several hours of guilt about i should have been writing my screenplay sure. around that period should have been doing something and i was thinking about this it's like i i love watching i watched two episodes of house of cards last night before i went to bed there you go it's a really good fucking show great show i get so much great enjoyment out of it sure there is nothing i will do there is no skill i've learned other than being uh, a vile and evil politician right which i I already knew about sure um I, I didn't learn any acting skill from kevin spacey because i wasn't watching it for that yeah yeah, yeah. and um and I already kind of know how to write and how to direct. I've done that stuff before. I wasn't doing that to learn anything. There are no practical skills I took from that. And I remember thinking, this has just been an opiate for my brain to kind of end my day. Sure. Is that okay? Yes, it's okay. Uh, okay, thank you. Human, human biology. That, by the way, that was my answer to yeah, myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> human biology dictates that, on average, mm-hmm. human beings are pleasure-seeking creatures. Right. We are pleasure-seeking creatures. We like... We like to have the dopamine release in our brain. Yeah. And whatever releases that, that's what we're going to do. Some find it in drugs. Yes. Some find it in alcohol. Some find it in, 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 in women. In, uh, and some find it in TV shows. Some find it in uh, – uh, I, I had Paul Feig, the director of Bridesmaids. Yeah. And, uh, I, I yeah, know Paul. And the upcoming uh, – Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. That I, everybody hates already. Yeah. I, I had him on my podcast. Uh, the episode's going to come out in July, right? Right before Ghostbusters, and when he, how he turns his brain off, Lego. Seriously, he, he's a fifty-two-year-old guy, <laughs> and when he he rewards himself as a treat when he when he does something, he buys a new Lego set and he puts it together. And to me, that is beautiful. That's amazing, right? Isn't I that, love that, right? Isn't that there, there's something good and pure about that 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 you 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 just do something like that and it makes you happy it, it and 
you, that happiness doesn't hurt anyone. Have you heard about that? It's all over YouTube now, and I, I can never remember. Chewbacca the, Lady? Nope. <laughs> Chewbacca Lady's all over all YouTube over right the now. Yeah. She I, got a scholarship to a Florida college. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because, yeah, but then. Uh, but by the time I post this, nobody will remember what that is. Sure. Because we'll have moved on to the new thing. But, yeah. Yeah, but that had way more of a shelf life than I ever expected. It. Oh, my God. And some people are like, well, she, all she did was make a video. Why does she get a scholarship to a school? It's like, it's a Florida college. Calm down. <laughs> school, arguably. Mm-hmm. And scholarship. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, the <laughs> phenomenon of that that there what I was the YouTube reference was there are these videos that recreate this. Have you heard about this? It's the repetition of certain words in kind of a calming way that gives you this sensation, this like extremely pleasurable sensation that kind of washes over you. Oh, it's yeah. something that it, do you rem- know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about? Well, I mean, there's there, and it's not sexual. It's no. not sensual, but it is something. Uh, and it usually has something to do with the repetitive nature and and, and soft tones and yeah. there's yeah you know it, what I'm talking uh, about yeah right? uh, a lot a lot of people go to sleep like that yeah they're uh, they're 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 sleep podcasts that uh they, so, someone just says words over and over again and they talk and they tones. even talk yeah they talk yeah. about I, I'm stroking your hair right now and yeah. I'm touching like the said, tips of your ears not sexual yeah. no 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 it, not it, at all it, it's just to calm you down and it, it, it's funny because there's there's yin and yang to everything in life. So while there's those words and tones that calm you down, uh, the word in the English language that gets people the most upset is the word moist. I saw that come up recently. And you say you say the word moist, and some people just have a just a reaction where they will literally like and a friend of mine is one of these people where she just like trembles she trembles and she gets the chills you you, you will see goosebumps form on her arms all you have to do is just look at her and go moist it's mostly women and, too for yes. some reason yes because uh, that's a that's one of those hack radio bits that every morning show has done what's what's your least favorite word what word makes you crazy yeah and, and that just, always comes right, up right, and right. now they're moist. literally studies show that mm-hmm. that is absolutely it was one of the least least liked words yep. in the English language. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, for me, so you talk about Paul Feig's Legos. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I remember in college that when I would have a particularly, like, stressful, I would just be, I didn't know, I would watch Mr. Rogers. <laughs> there you go. And and his voice and his Takes tone. Back to childhood. It wasn't even that. Calm it was down. just, it just put me in a place that I felt yeah. safe. And uh, now you watch some of that stuff, and it feels really creepy all oh, of a sudden. De- de- there's some YouTube videos that are like the me- the mega mixes of the creepiest things he ever said, <laughs> and when you hear it, you're like, "Oh wow, that wow!" But and then but then that just shows you one one other thing that a lot a lot of times when parents complain about certain some content, like it's going to ruin my child. The child doesn't care, oh, not at they all. They don't know. No. They don't know what that means. Like when Mr. Rogers would tell a story about when he was a kid and an old man would just come watch him and they and they and they would do things together or some or some I remember one uh clip of this little creepy montage is is him going don't is like don't you like to take a bath? Don't you like to just get in the water? Doesn't it feel good? Water flowing all over your body and you're like 
wow. Like, now we're adults, that's creepy as fuck. But when you're a kid, you're just like, yeah, that feels great, sure. Mr. Rogers. And that's the thing. It was probably, it. as a kid, that probably was very calming. And I was yes. like, of course, that's, that feels great, Mr. Rogers. You're absolutely right. Yes. Uh, it, because it's all context. It's all learned stuff. I mean, you talk, I, part of what I love about your comedy is that you uh, broach uh, prejudice. And mm-hmm. uh, you may, uh, do you think that you might be literally the least politically correct comic working but on a successful level just oh, because no, no, you no. have no Not you me. don't think so no you got guys like louis you got guys like jim jeffries my god jim jeffries you, but really uh, you think yeah oh, jim's yeah. actually Watch jim's, jim's pretty out act. there and uh you got guys like doug stanhope but i oh, god, well, uh, yeah like, <laughs> but, but, but that's still a different kind yeah, of direction i think I'm that's that's doug doug to me engages in a way that he wants to piss people off sure you're talking about stuff that does people off piss people off that shouldn't and you break it down as to why and and i so much of that i again is like context and and what you were taught prejudice i believe usually comes from from nothing but what other people tell you sure because we're born pure yeah We're, we're born not knowing that we shouldn't like this person or this group or this anything it's all it's all learned and uh yeah, so like, and and that's the thing is, I'm not trying to be politically incorrect. I don't sit down and be like, "Ooh, what can I say to piss people off?" No, that's I, what I mean. I just say things that I mean and I truly believe. And <laughs> because we're in such a society where we always have to be safe and watered down, and oh my god, do you do you know this in radio where you can't say anything offensive to right. where everyone flips the f out yeah unless you're willing to take the repercussions of everything from sure. you know a thousand listeners uh and uh you know groups who you know form some sort of boycott yeah, to yeah, a yeah. corporate entity yeah. that says you have to apologize right. for it so uh well you well you'll love this uh and and i'll challenge the people because sometimes i've got notes on my act that i actually have listened to if it's a good note. Uh, on my second album, I do a bit about, uh, which is a true story, about um, the album's called Hi- Hi-Ho, if you if, if, if you want to look it up. It's, a, it's about a story about when I was flying from Salt Lake City to Sun Valley, Idaho, and it was on this one of these little puddle jumper planes, and it, and it was announced that we were too heavy to fly. And they asked if anyone had flexible travel plans so we could some people could fly later, lighten the load. I had flexible travel plans. I fly all the time, so I was certainly going to use the coupon that they gave me. So I said, sure, I'll get off the plane. I got off the plane. I was the only one that got off the plane. Then the plane took off. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so, How much do you weigh, Brad? Uh, at, at the time, probably like a buck fifteen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. that Just that, over the limit. Yeah, that was the line. Like, oh, yeah, now you're safe. Um, so, and listen to the joke. There's a whole thing. But yeah. I get in the fact that there was a fat person on the plane. It's like, you should have kicked her off the plane. Like, she's qualified. She's looking, you know, and... The, the, when, when, when I was doing the bit for a while, it came off way too angry and mm-hmm. mean to fat people, which I don't want to do. But then I got a note from a fan, literally a fan, and I actually took it seriously. And then I started going, well, there's good, fe- there, there's good fat people and there's bad fat people, which there are. Right. So, you know, there, right. there's there's fat people that own it that 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 just say like, yeah, I'm fat. Don't give a shit. I like bacon. I'm not gonna stop <laughs> eating bacon. You can't make me stop eating bacon. Fuck you. Don't take my bacon. Like, there's that fat people, and then there's the fat people who are like, what are you looking at? Like, like you know, in that they 
buy the one airplane seat and then they get mad at you when, when you're bumping into their fat. And it's like, no, you're the one pressing your wall up against me like I'm in the trash compactor in the original Star Wars. Like, that's not <laughs> that that's not my fault. So, and once I said good, good, there's good fat people and there's bad fat people, the, 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 the bit did a lot better because... Even the bad fat person who's in the audience doesn't identify themselves as a bad fat person. Like, oh, no, I'm the good fat person. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to laugh at these bad fat people. So I'm not against criticism. Um, but there was one that made me laugh uh, from my most recent special, uh, and you saw it so you'll know what bit I'm talking about. Um, when I do the Special Olympics bit <laughs> and I and I talk about being next to a guy, yeah, okay? right, right. Um, I got a tweet. Which isn't a word and isn't a, no. I mean, it's, it's a sound. It's a sound. And we all <laughs> know guy. what you're talking about. Sure. Okay. So I got this message, this tweet from a a, a mom who's like, my daughter has has cerebral palsy and it's severe and you're making fun fun of her and it's not right to make fun of people with disabilities and And I wrote her back and I I said, okay, so let me get this straight. First of all, if you remember the joke, uh, I first make fun of people in crutches, then wheelchairs, then midgets, then whatever you're qualifying as the thing that your daughter has uh and the first three were okay the first three were fine that oh yeah fuck people in wheelchairs screw them yeah but but then but then then when i got to something that applied to you that was over the line so just we're we're calling that third uh secondly i never said cerebral palsy i said guy what does that mean? We don't know what that means. Yeah, you yeah. don't know what that is. That could be anything, and that could be that that could be Trump voters. Like <laughs> you, you, you don't know what that guy means. You don't, you don't you don't know what that is. That 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 could be fans of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like you you don't Just know. Pissed off Trump voters. Yeah, yeah, by the way, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> Come at me if you come, if, if, if if you try to find me at my house. I've got I've got a wall around it. Um, so like I don't. So it's like you took that and internalized it and then put it on yourself and, and applied it to you when it could have been anything. So in fact, you are the more offensive person because you heard the sound and thought he's talking about cerebral palsy. When and then there's cerebral palsy people going, he, no, you're not talking about us. <laughs> So that was on you. Well, I thought I, in Daddy Didn't response from her, ironically. No, nothing back. No, nothing. Uh, it, because in Daddy, <laughs> I think one of the interesting things you do is that you know which jokes are going to be on the fence with for some people, sure. and you call them out. You actually point them out, absolutely, and, and make that part of the process. Yes, because you want to break down why they react that way. Yes, and then you explain to them why they reacted that yes. way, which is great. Yes, and that and that because that isn't. Purely for shock value, even though you know there's going to be a reaction. Yes, which by, which by the way works for a comedian. Does not work when you're trying to sleep with a woman. <laughs> no. It does not work when you call them out and say, "All right, this is why you're rejecting me, and this is what's going on inside your head." Because the fastest way you could have a woman want to sleep with you, so want to sleep with you, want to just give up everything, wants nothing more than to have sex with you as a man. The fastest way to get her to change your mind is to look at her and say, you want to have sex with me, don't you? <laughs> and here's why I know that. And you're calling out a fact, a simple fact, and then they'll go, what? No. And no, you now you're an asshole and you will never. So it works as a comedian. 
to, to say, hey, this is why you didn't laugh at this joke, or this is why you did laugh at the joke, or this is why you find this offensive, blah, blah, blah. But it does not work when, 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 you're trying to, when you're trying to sleep with a woman. I'm sad because that sounds like that is a personal experience. Sure. Oh, I'm sorry, sure. Brad. Oh. Uh, I'm fine now. Yeah, don't, but don't you worry. learned. It's I'm a good. learning moment. It's sure. a teaching moment for yourself. Li- life is Groundhog Day. <laughs> every, every day you, you, you wake up, you go through the same shit, you go, oh. Don't go that way to work. There's traffic. Tomorrow, I'll go this way. Uh, don't talk to that person in IT because they're insane. Uh, maybe just give them a cupcake a few months a year so if they come back and shoot and shoot, shoot up work, they, 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 they won't shoot me. Okay, great. Learn that. Oh, and God, yeah. Every day is just uh, you, you learn something new in terms of how to navigate your life to make it easier. So, yes. Uh, and the, the thing is, is when a comedian says a joke in a special, and on average, anytime you see them, that's not the first time they've said that joke. Right. Obviously, You've done all time. that material in some form yes. before. So I've heard the reactions. Yeah. I know how you're going to react. I know how the book ends. And I know why. I've broken down why. So because of that, now now I can tell you why you're reacting that way, make you feel guilty about it, and then, and then, and then change your mind. Yes, these are all tricks about persuading people and uh, my dad was a trial attorney so I learned a, l- oh, a lot yeah. a lot of this shit from him and uh, it, but it, it applies really well to comedy uh, lawyers in a way they don't have to be funny as much as stand-up comedians but they are certainly performing they are, they are and, putting on a performance, and that to gain trust. And over the years, learn how an audience is going to react to certain Absolutely. things that they do. Oh, that's really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there is a whole psychology behind it. Like, And, it, and when I said like the whole tra- trial and error thing, I found out that as a little person, I can't be angry too quickly on stage. Because if I'm angry, people see an angry dwarf. They feel sorry for me. They feel scared. They feel like, oh my god, I just pissed off someone with a disability. That's not good. And I like. Is the, that how you tried it at first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and well, when when, uh, when I was, first was tried it more it, of an angry at the world or kind of angry at look what? Eh, it was a false anger. I I liked angry comedians, so yeah. I was like, oh, that's how, that's how you do it. Who did you like? Uh, Sam Kinison, yeah. Carlos Mencia, uh, yeah, just angry comics. Right. Uh, Christopher Titus, um, yeah, those guys. Yeah. So uh, early Roseanne Barr, just angry comics. So. I I liked that, but I found out that if I do that too quickly, then then the audience is not good. Like that, like there's been times when I've gotten angry because because of a joke, the audience gets uneasy, and I have to tell them like, you you guys know I'm rich now, right? <laughs> like it worked out for me, so you can laugh at this because the ending is happy. So laugh at this now, enjoy the shit out of this now. Well, see the the I've been hearing you long enough now that I think I've heard you develop. In a way that things became, in fact, this this most recent special, which I really love, by the way, Thank because you. um, you've managed to go from, if I may, just to do some armchair That's analysis, fine. because I sure. have been hearing you for years. And to me, and I've heard Louie talk about this before, when comics really kick in mm-hmm. is when their personal shit becomes the impetus for almost everything they do. Yes. Where there's depth to it. Yes. And, because now you're not just saying a surface Right. joke that you think is funny you're saying something that has a uh, weight right. to you because uh, when you talk about a certain topic right there is a weight to it there are there are consequences um when, when you when you say the other day i walked into a bar there's no consequences right there. right there's there's not there's nothing and not saying that those jokes aren't funny they're funny 
but they don't have that next level of making you think, being personable, and certainly applying. Because in every way, shape, and form, when when you talk about per- personal stories, yes, they are personal to you, but everyone in that audience has some story that's close. Right. They have some sort of relatable thing that they can talk about that. Um well, that's what I was going to say yeah. is that if it, early on, I think maybe your comedy, which was already funny because your material mm-hmm. has always been good. Thank you. Because if it was – but if it was specifically about your size yeah. and that was all, yeah. we couldn't necessarily relate to that. Right. But what's happened is your comedy builds from that sure. but becomes relatable in every way yeah. because you have been able to find a way to – to we we've all had hardships. We all had something happen to us. We've yeah, all had yeah, love yeah. go you know kablooey. Yeah. We've had we've wacky had, parents. Yeah, we've all we, um, we've all had something. And uh, so and and to kind of go along with that, I mean, and uh, who was it? Oh, uh, my old radio partner up in San Francisco, Kevin Klein. Uh, not that Kevin Klein, D- different Kevin Klein. Um, he told <laughs> really? me from uh, from a fish called yeah, Wanda. Fish called really Wanda, doing radio? He yeah, did yeah, radio yeah. in San yeah, Francisco. Wacky, wacky. Holy so crap. many sound effects. Um, his whole thing is he told me he's like because he saw both my specials, uh, Fun Size, the first one, and now this current one called uh, Daddy Issues, where he's like the first one was your introduction. Your, your the, the first special was your Hey, look, I'm a dwarf. That's kind of weird, and it was fun, and it was happy, and it was good. This special was fun and happy, but there was a there was edge to it. There was bite. There was risk. Now we're starting to figure out who you are and what your opinions are and what your stances are on things. It, 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 and it, it's kind of like that in a relationship. The first time you go out with someone, they don't come in with their issues just guns ablazing. You know what I mean? You don't come in. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. There's probably horror dates that that do happen that way where <laughs> yeah. you just sit down with someone and they go you don't you don't know any Jews do you like i'm sure i'm sure that's happened um, or or says uh, you you want to have sex with me yeah, don't yeah, you yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so 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 you saw that date where that i was on okay um so the, you present sort sort of the best version of yourself right. at first on 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 a date and you do it in your comedy too like or at least at least i did where i sort of went like hey i'm a happy little person this is fun this is good this is fun this is happy comedy and then the set then the second special was like okay now you like me now let's talk about some shit now let me show you my the edge now let's now let's show you what uh the kind of stuff i've been going through the thoughts i've been having and the the insanity that jumps around my head right have you uh is there do you see a time especially as you get more of a following because now Mm. you're filling theaters i mean you've got you've got people showing up for you yeah you you don't have to introduce yourself to people anymore correct is there they probably have an expectation about your material Mm -hmm. but do you see a time where you could go up and not even reference your yeah. size? Yeah. Um, where you, where it's you just launch into whatever yeah, is going yeah, yeah. on in your life. Well, and here's the thing, is that my jokes will always be from the little person perspective right. because I don't know how to write jokes from the perspective of a 5'2", for 5'7". Yeah, it's your man. everyday existence. Yeah, it just so is. it's always going to be my point of view. So there will always be a subtext of that. But I'm not going to go on stage and for an hour and just be like, I could take a bath and a thimble. Like, I, I, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing that. 
I'm not doing that. You could do that. It, it, the thing is, is I have two albums out and two specials. That's four hours of material. Mm-hmm. If, if if it was four hours, just me going up, going, I'm small. That's weird. You're gonna get bored very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's only so many times you can make. Uh, like that kind of, you can make a lollipop guilt joke. There's only so many ways. But but everything you do as you go through life, you're going to continue to encounter yes. whether it's a reaction or some some form of sure. prejudice or you know people telling you that you're wrong about what you're yeah. doing. I, I mean, mean, you pro- yeah. you do have the the future ahead where somebody's always going to be pissed off at what you're doing and, and how you. I mean, are you still getting pushback on the word midget? Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. from little people organizations, sure. sure. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, um, dwarves. Because now... you have you have defended that quite yeah uh, vocally and eloquently. Yeah, and uh, but also as I defend my use of the word midget, I also say on air, if a little person does not want to be called a midget, do not call them that and say, well, Brad said it's okay. Like, don't force it <laughs> yeah. down their throat. And be like, Brad said it's okay. He is king dwarf. I, I I go by his decree. Yeah, you're not championing the word. No. You're, you have you I'm, have just made peace with it. Yes. Yeah. I'm just telling people why it doesn't bother me personally. Right, right. And uh, I get that there will always be little people that don't want to be called midget and want that word abolished and will compare it to the N-word, which is just fucking insane to me. But uh, I get that that will always exist uh, because the human being and and – Nothing has made this more clear to me than the last five years of my life where the human being is a dramatic animal. No matter what is going on in their life, they they will find some reason why their life sucks, why <laughs> their life is not perfect, and what things can change. Bill Gates has problems. Yeah, okay? sure. Bill Gates has problems. Think about that for a second. George Clooney has problems. No, I make this argument all the time with people say who have usually it's based upon innate jealousy of somebody else. Seacrest for some reason is somebody mm-hmm. who comes up all the time. Well, you're, how did that, well, you're how radio, did that asshole so get? Yeah, everyone blah, blah, hates blah, blah. Seacrest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and. Yeah. Uh, and I worked with the guy, so I recognized, no matter what you think of him, that he worked his fucking ass off. So I mean, does. really, really hard. Yeah, he, he, he can retire ten lifetimes over, so you and, can't he still, and he still works his ass off. begrudge him the success he's had because he put in what he had to put in for it. Sure. But guess what? I don't know that he's an innately happy person because sure. he fills his life with working all the time right. to fill whatever hole we all have in yeah. our lives yeah, 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 that yeah. I fill with House of Cards in, in multiple <laughs> episodes every night to you know massage yeah. my brain to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we always have something, and if you don't have anything in your life, you will literally create something. You will create a disease. You will create a condition. You you will say you have restless leg syndrome. And that's why your life isn't perfect. That's a thing. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, don't, don't come to me and be like, "Well, Brad, my life sucks because I have restless legs." <laughs> my legs dangle. <laughs> Shut up. You cannot compare the fact that your leg will randomly kick in the middle of the night to the fact that when I fly over a hundred thousand miles a year and my legs don't touch the ground when I'm sitting in a chair. Fuck off and die with your restless leg syndrome. So, but it's all about perspective. For some people, restless leg syndrome is a serious problem. For many people, that's not an issue. Yeah. Do you think people in third world countries in in Africa have restless legs? <laughs> My life would be a so good. But I do not. It's not going, ever going to be good because when I sleep inside of my mosquito net, my legs will randomly kick out at the mosquito net. No! 
They don't give a shit about that. Well, that's interesting because that means either um, we acquire issues when we have fewer real problems or we have to have issues to yeah. feel alive in some way. It's yeah. kind of like you're, you were talking before about how we have to find something yes. that we're I – mean, basically, everybody's addicted to something yes. and has that in us. Need, it just depends on how we are able to control yeah. that. Poor people don't have gluten allergies. <laughs> Real poor people. Yeah. Real. Not not like I have I only have a thousand dollars in the bank. Not that poor. I'm talking I'm walking yeah. I'm walking twenty two miles every day you're not, to yeah. go to the water pump. Poor. You're not gonna have a, yes. a, a homeless guy turn down a bagel by no. saying, No, nah, I can't really have uh, Yeah, I'm not really have the uh, I'm the not wheat. that thing. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 it's funny. That's how uh <laughs> I got uh I've I've been mugged actually a few times in my life, and uh, one time was I went to a gas station. You've been mugged a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, twice. I've never been mugged. Yeah, which worries me because I've lived in you know major cities all my yeah. life, pretty much since since I graduated high school. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm due, and that scares <laughs> the shit out of me because I've never been held up. It's I've not that been... bad. <laughs> well, did you give him? I mean, go ahead. Well, I mean, uh, the, one of the stories I told about in my first special called right. Fun Size, where I was in Brazil and I got mugged there, but I was warned by the State Department that you're uh, that you are going to get mugged. Yeah. So when, when when it happened, I was like, all right, this is this is me getting mugged. It's like part of the flyer they hand you yeah. when you get off the plane. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You're you're gonna see a hot woman in a bikini and doing a samba dance, and you're gonna get mugged. <laughs> uh, that is Brazil. So um, this one was. It was at the Shell Station on Harbor Boulevard in Fullerton, California, right before the 91 freeway. Uh, <laughs> I got out of my car to pump gas, and um, two women, uh, uh, one was pregnant, one and one had a small child with them, like a, about a five-year-old. And uh, she, she, she said, sir, can you please give me some money? I need to feed my kid. And I go, absolutely. You need, you need, you need to feed this child. There's a convenience store right here. Come in with me, anything you want, anything. You will, I, I will get it. Multiple packages of whatever you want. She goes, no, no, he, he, he has a special diet. He needs like a, he needs a certain type of food. So if you can just give me money, then that I'm like, no, 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 food is there. <laughs> if you are truly desperate and you want to eat, because listen, I hate olives. I fucking can't stand olives, and I can't stand mushrooms. These things are these things are filth to me. If you put me on a desert island with only olives and mushrooms, guess what I'm gonna acquire a taste for? <laughs> All right, olives and mushrooms. mushrooms. I'm gonna love the shit out of them. So no, um, you 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 don't get to tell me my son has a special diet. I'm pointing you. You said you need food. I'm gonna go buy you food, and they say no. We want your money. And I say, then you get nothing. A la Willy, Willy Wonka, just, you get nothing. nothing. Good day, sir. <laughs> so I turn back around um, to fill my car with gas, thinking, well, that's the end of that. And then all of a sudden I feel hands on me. They're grabbing me. They're trying to get my wallet out. And I turned and I just punched the non-pregnant one uh, oh, in in the stomach. She falls. The pregnant one looks at me, and I go, I can do this again. You know? I can go. And and then she kind of runs off, and then the one that I hit kind of limped off after that. And some people are like, "Do you what? You hit a woman? Yes. I hit a woman. They, she was trying to mug me. Right. I didn't know what they had. I didn't know if they had a knife. They came up behind me. Like, I don't know what's happening here. My only thought is get away. 
All right? So, yeah, I admit it, hit a woman. I immediately went to the cops after that because I am the son, the son of a lawyer, and I reported it because I know that if they report it, then it's the the story is going to change dramatically. <laughs> so, um, yes, and I, pro- I probably should have hit the pregnant one because, man, that kid's going to have a shitty life. Uh, <laughs> but I did not, okay? Good. And, All and, right. and that's just something where I was like, yeah, you're, if you are desperate, it doesn't matter what someone offers you. You take it. You don't you 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 don't look at a one dollar bill and go really dude is that all you got no you are thrilled that you have that one dollar bill shit that buy that buys you uh, two tacos at Jack in the Box absolutely that buys you an apple pie that buy that buy that, that buys you food yeah so shut up uh, <laughs> stop with the don't complain about what 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 I gave you I chose it, it, it it's amazing to me when you when you offer to give people things and. And I'm finding this out now with a little bit of success where uh, I recently bailed a friend out of jail. And uh, I I won't say why, but – and I bailed him out. And then he goes, yeah, now now I just need some money for the lawyer. And I go, well, I can't help you there. He goes, well, no, you can. I mean, I know you got it. I go, yeah, I have it. I would like to keep it. Yeah, like, yeah. I would like to keep it for if I need a lawyer. If that chick who I hit hears this podcast and goes, "Oh, now I know who hit me." Oh, good. I'm gonna go. Yes, that I I need it. And and he got mad at me for not giving him the money for the lawyer. And I'm like, I bailed you out. Without me, you are still in jail. Like you're wearing the suit. You're eating the crappy food. You're looking at Bubba going, "I can't sleep." Like too well with him still in the cell with me. Like that was your life without me, and now you're mad at me because I I I didn't give you enough. Like it, it's it, it's always. Have you had that experience a little bit more since you've had success? Yeah. I mean, have, do you have other comics around you who um, have turned on you a little bit mm, once you reach a certain comics. level? Yeah, not comics. Com- comics have been good. Uh, which I've seen that happen to a lot of comedians yeah. to where. They get they get they get successful and then um, and then people start hating on them. <laughs> right. Or suddenly they're the bad guys because yes, they got a break. Yes, yeah, because they got a break. That's or rough. now they're not. Well, he's not helping me. It's like well, it's not his job. Yeah. He, like it's not. It, it's not. It's not the headliner's job. Like will be nice to you. It's their job to be nice to you and and but it's not their job to throw you a couple of bones. Right. A couple, couple of gigs. It's not. It's not the thing. Uh, I've never had more friends in radio than when I first got my first L.A. job in, in radio. Oh yeah! And somehow I was suddenly supposed to be able to kind of bring all these people in. Yes. Uh, you had, you had to have a you had to have a thirty two people show, uh, and you and you probably had friends that were like, "I'm funny. I can come on the radio <laughs> and do some stuff for you." All right. Can you, I, I would what? love to be on the radio. Yeah, sure. Can all I right. be on the radio with you? Yeah. yeah uh, no, but, uh, all right. Come in at uh, 4.30 in the morning to prep and then uh, have some bits written out. And, and then... My favorite thing to tell somebody is uh, if you wh- – where do you where do you live right now? I'm yeah. in Atlanta. I say, all right, why don't you go to Macon and start uh, with working weekends there, running syndicated shows. Yeah. And then see if you can get shift once a week, and then see. And they're like, "Oh, that sounds hard." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's guess right. who had to do that. 
All of us. All of us. Every one of us. Comics had to do open mics. Oh, God. Was, we and uh, in Macon, Georgia. Yeah, every, yeah. <laughs> every ra- every radio DJ had to be, first be a DJ at some sort of small market or some shit station for no money. Uh, e- uh, Elon Musk did not come in here and just have a billion dollars. Hell, he had a billion dollars or a, 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 lot, a, lot, a lot of money, then went bankrupt and then did it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his company, PayPal, yeah. uh, he, 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 he could retire off that money, and then he went broke putting it all into Tesla, uh, SpaceX. Right. And then now he had to build it back up again, which he did. So he's done it twice. Yeah. You can't See, do it once? Th- th- there are a lot of differences between me and Elon Musk. The sure. The biggest one would be if I had <laughs> PayPal money, oh, I I'm, wouldn't. I'm done. Yeah. I'm tapping you out. You would not know my name right, right now. I'd be like, I got my island. <laughs> I'm good. I just I would... got my bit. My biggest concern every day is what color sea do do I ride today? <laughs> That would be my thing. Nope. I rode blue yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we won't yeah. be riding the blue today. No, that's excessive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. I'm 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 always amazed with those kinds of guys like you see like like a set like a Seth MacFarlane. He still has that motor where he keeps going. Yeah. He keeps creating, he yeah. keeps writing shows, he writes movies, he does all the voices still for Family Guy. He now now he's like singing classical mute like he's singing the Great American Songbook. Right, right. He's putting together show tunes and doing concerts. Like uh like it never stops. Uh I'm 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 always so amazed by those guys and and women that can do that and keep going. I I would like to think that that that, that, that would be me, but I have a strong feeling that if I have one year touring in arenas, I'm I'm out. <laughs> well, Peace. I I don't think so though, Brad, because I think I I being a creative person too, maybe not in the same way that you are, Seth MacFarlane. But I know that like when I've only had like in radio, mm-hmm. when back in the day, back in the nineties, uh, when all you had to do was a four hour shift, yeah. and that was your entire job, yeah, 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 and you got paid enough to do that, right? Because everyone was listening to radio and ad revenues were high. Yeah. Do you know what else I did with the rest of my day? What's that? Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> the moment I start getting busy, yeah. and I've got like a full day, and I've got more. When I became like an executive at a radio company, and then I was doing some side stuff, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I want to write the screen. The moment my brain got engaged on all those other things. Yeah, you're going. That, and then I put stuff on myself. Yeah. I'm do- I don't have time to do this fucking podcast. No, you don't. I really don't have time. I have so much on my desk right now to do instead of talking to you. Um, but I am. But you do it. I'm more fulfilled now doing it's all momentum. this stuff. Start getting going. So I think that would be you, right? Yeah. Oh, it, I mean. I mean, don't you want to. Would you like to do TV? Would you like yeah, to write a movie? TV, would you movies, like, yeah. all that jazz. Okay. And, 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 and you'd and still do stand up, wouldn't yes, you? Yes, I yeah. have to. And that, right. I mean, that, 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 that's the real reason why I quit morning radio is because I couldn't do stand up anymore not as much as i wanted to and uh there's a there's a comic up in san francisco and he'll and he'll verify this story his name's uh torio and um he will verify that i showed up one night at an open mic in Sa- in san francisco just like with beat poets and really crappy comics and he he's a <laughs> because comic because it's san francisco yeah. because san francisco yeah and he and he knew who i was yeah. uh and he goes dude what the f- this is open mic what the fuck are you doing here and i go I need to go on stage. Like, and he saw the look in my eyes like, oh, shit, you need to go on stage. Like, I need it to breathe. So I went on stage, and I did, tw- and I did 20 minutes, and I called my girlfriend afterward. I'm like, I'm, no, like, no offense to you, hon, but this is the happiest I've been in the past two months. Like, 
the fact that I got to do this again. Yeah. Like, I got to do stand-up even for a crappy little audience. So Six, Yeah, it, so that BS about you getting rich and blowing it off is... Nah, uh, that's not going to happen. I mean, when you see somebody like, uh, like Leno and... You know, still going off to corporate gigs and yeah. going up in Hermosa every weekend yeah. while the Tonight Show was going on. No matter yeah. what you, again, no matter what you think of that guy and what you think of his comedy, sure, you got to matter the work. I, just I go goes and does it. And but that, you guys, I mean, when I say you guys, yeah. when I say you people, you people, I, I mean, midgets, I mean, what? I what mean, do you, you mean? You, you stand-up people. comedian types. Yeah, your brain is wired so completely differently than most <laughs> human beings. Well, sure, it has to be. We 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 go up in front of a room full of strangers. And uh, we believe that we're going to make them laugh, like with just a microphone, no props, no sets, no music, no just, uh, words, words in my thoughts. Is it the place you, you are most comfortable? Yes. It, 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 you have no fear up there. Complete control. You're in complete control and command of the moment. Yes. Whatever happens in that room, if, if a light goes out, I can comment on it. I can fix it. If an audience member starts heckling me i control it like i could shut them down if whatever happens i am in control in this random life that going around i can drive to work and be hit by someone that's not paying attention uh one of my so, something can happen to a friend that i had no control over uh there's there's a million things that can happen someone could step out in in the middle of the street and i could run them over but i could just because i wasn't paying attention like it's but on stage i'm in control of everything I can make I can make adjustments. It's like it, it's like being Ellen Page's character in Inception. Like you are <laughs> like you are the architect. You can make the world fold over right. onto itself right. if you want to, or you can create this wonderful, gorgeous thing. Uh, so for you, on yeah. a night when it doesn't go exactly the way you want it to go, sure, which, and you which are happens. you are in way more command than you have ever been in your career. Thank I would you. guess. Yes, um, you know that you can turn around and, and make that up. A yeah. night later, right? Or yeah. or even later that night, or something. Yeah, well, and that and that's the thing. Does is, it bug you? Uh, oh, of course. Still, of course. You don't. You can't walk off and just let that roll off and no. go. Ah, oh, that was a shitty crowd. That was a bachelor bachelorette party, and that no. was it, you know. No, I have to either. If you can't win them back, you are pissed yeah, off. Yeah, I either have to sit in my hotel room and go over like. Like go over the tape in my head of just like all the moves I could have done, the things I could have said, uh, and and go over that endlessly. Or I need to find a stage, l- and it like Seriously? right after that, and wipe that slate clean, wow. and, and 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 just be like, oh yeah, I am good at this. You will, I I I will have seven hundred amazing sets in a row. But if that seven hundred first set doesn't go well, I need that seven hundred second set to go well. So to prove to myself that I can still do this, yeah. Even though I did it seven hundred times in a row, it's um, it, and the same and the same way. Why I know I know sports is meaningless. I know that's a sick mentality. It it, it it's ridiculous, but it's what keeps me striving to be better. And so I like that I have that mentality. Well, yeah, I think you have to. I mean, otherwise you would have given up a long time ago. Do you? Sure. So uh, the hack question is always, uh-huh. you know, how long did it take you to have that kind of first set? But I'm fascinated yeah. by that. When was the one that literally was the enabler, the, uh, uh, a the year, first taste of crack? A year and a half in. A year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. A year and a half was. It took you that long to get the one where you were like, "Oh." The, I mean, the first set was good by first set standards. Yeah, but and it made me go back to do it again. Yeah, but you got enough. But the to keep but you going. The, but the set where I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, Artie Lang tells this story that the first time he did heroin, 
he he puts the needle into his arm, and as he's falling back, he goes, "I'm in trouble." Yeah, because he knows like he's going to go back. Yeah, he wants is, to have that again. Yeah, this is my life now. Yeah. Is chasing this feeling. That moment happened for me on stage, year and a half in Ontario Improv, October twentieth. So that's thirteen years ago, two thousand three, two thousand three or four, um, and uh, it happened. I went to the Ontario Improv to see Carlos Mencia perform. Uh, I was I had been doing comedy a year and a half at that point. Uh, I started doing comedy because Mencia was on stage at the Bray Improv. Uh, he starts telling midget jokes. Half the audience is laughing. The half that's sitting by me is like, "Whoa, what? Look, look, Carlos, look!" Yeah. He notices that and goes, "What the fuck? Like, why aren't you guys laughing at this?" What? And he says, "What is one of them here?" And I raised my hand in the air and I go, what's up, dude? And he called me up on stage and he started asking me questions. And I answered them. And my answers got laughs from the audience. And right then I'm like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> and uh, right then I was like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I started doing open mics. Fast forward a year and a half later. Um, this time Mencia sees me before the show at the Ontario Improv and says, hey, you're, you're that dude. You, you said you wanted to be a comedian after that night. I go, yeah. He goes, what happened? He goes, I've been doing it for a year and a half. I've been going up and open, open mic nights. He goes, awesome. Do you want to open up my show tonight? I'm like, yes. Yes, please. Because people don't know in comedy, when, when you go to an open mic night, that's not a sold-out Madison Square Garden. That's a bar where they got games on where all of a sudden someone goes, um, we're going to start the comedy show now. <laughs> Fuck you, the Lakers are on! <laughs> That's what open mic night is. And, you have to and fight it's that. mostly the other open micers listening to you, yes. judging you every yes. second of, and not Afraid laughing Afraid to all. laugh yeah. because if they laugh, they feel like, ooh, if I laugh at him in the back room of this sizzler, he's going to get discovered. <laughs> and now he's going to get a TV show where as I will not get a TV show because I laughed at him. That's the comic mind, just so oh, you know. And that's God. literally why they don't laugh. You just so, make I, I am sick to my stomach even thinking about doing that. Yeah. You're nuts. Yeah. and that, But great. That's what, that's what we need. Trial, trial by fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's all I had done up to that point. Um, and then Mencia goes, do you want to open my show tonight? This is a sold-out Ontario Improv, about 380 people. And I say, yes. I go on stage. I do five minutes. The laughs I got were the obviously the biggest crowd, so the biggest I've ever gotten. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, this is cool. And I go off stage. Mencia goes on stage. And says, hey, guys, uh, what do you guys think of Brad? And the audience applauds and goes nuts. He goes, yeah. And he goes, all right, thanks for making that decision for me. Um, my current opening act, he's good. He's ready. He's graduating. He's, he's, he's going to be a headliner. He's, he's going to be fine. There, there's nothing more I can teach him. He, he gains nothing from being my opener anymore. So I need a new opener. And you guys really like Brad, so you guys just pick the next one. <laughs> He announced this to his crowd yeah, that night. To his audience. Crazy. And then I'm just like, what? Because I'm a, I'm a sophomore at USC at the time. Just like, oh. Fine on. Yeah, fine on, buddy. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, so now this is what I'm going to do. The very next weekend, I was opening up for him at uh, the Fox Theater in Bakersfield, which is about 1,200 people. So that was my, that was my week. 
Um, wow. What's your relationship like with Carlos now? He's gotten fantastic. so much crap. Yep. Over the, has he recovered from that at all? He's uh, touring still, right? Yeah, he's, he, he's touring like a madman. Uh, Did he deserve as much as he got? No. Okay. Um, I know you've probably talked about this on your podcast and stuff. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I, I've talked about it, but here's, here's the thing. If you, he is unfortunately now branded because of sure. the internet as sure. the 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 plagiarizer yes. comic, yes. and and will have that hanging over him at least in the comedy community for, for the rest of his life. Yes, for the rest of his life. It obviously hasn't ruined him professionally, but no. he's never going to get a TV show again. Uh, he he or he, he called he? me recently, so I never say never. Oh, uh, interesting. So, but. Uh, here's here's. What I just I was, want to hear your take on yes. him. Here's what here's what I will say about Mencia. If you absolutely hate Carlos Mencia, I know that what I'm about to say right now is not going to convert you. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just trying to tell you who, who else, who what whatever you think of him. I'm giving you more info of who the man actually is. Just take take it that way, uh, and know that nobody is perfect. There is no good guys and bad guys. There are good guys that have done some crappy things, and there are and there are bad guys that have glimmers of hope. There are shades of gray. Uh, the world of uh, uh, cops and robbers, of, of, of the cops being the good guys and the robbers being the bad guys, is not the world we live in. And if you're an adult, you understand that, especially now. So nobody is perfect, is what I'm trying to say. Carlos Mencia, that moment, he took me on the road, an unknown comic. Uh, I was his opening act for four, for four years. He flew me to every gig uh, when he didn't have to because uh, I thought that was the standard. Then I heard from other comedians that like their headliners would, would, would be like, yeah, I got a gig in Reno. Get there. Find a way. Yeah, yeah. get there. Or pay for yourself. I'll pay you. You'll break maybe even, and then but you're getting experience. Right. No. Mencia paid for my flight, paid for my hotel, paid for my food. If we went out to the mall... He said, "Throw whatever you want on my pile. It it's good. We 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 would sit down after my sets and dissect my act, go over my act, and figure out what worked, what didn't work, why it didn't work. And um, say what you want about him being a joke thief. The man is still a, an um, he he is a comedy technician, and that he can truly dissect a joke and make." Choose the correct syllable to emphasize to make the laugh as as large as it can be. That talent is there; it's undeniable. You can't you can't tell me it's not. So everybody I've had in this room, what, mm-hmm. no matter what their background, if they've gotten us to a certain level in entertainment, writers, directors, or whatever, they've yeah. had a at least one identifiable champion along the way that made the biggest difference in their career. Sure. And obviously, he's your guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, whatever you want to believe about uh, stealing jokes or whatever, that's fine. Like I said, I'm not going to change that opinion that you currently have, so I'm not going to try. Right. right. But I can just tell you these other things about the man that uh that will make and. And, well, fans have yeah. one opinion, and that's an uneducated opinion because it's based only upon what what shitty things they've read on the internet. Because sure. you, all you're going to read are shitty things on the internet yes. if you look up Carlos Mencia. Yes, but uh, and, how is he viewed within the comedy community? Has that wound healed? Um, do you think? 
there's shades of gray. Some, yeah. some comics absolutely despise the man. Um, I was on Joey Diaz's podcast yesterday, and he's got nothing but love for uh, Carlos. And Joey is in the is in the Rogan camp, the yeah. main camp that that main yeah, camp that, that, came, that came after. Thing, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, uh, pe- people have different opinions on him, and that, that's fine. My advice to people would just be. Go to a show and see and see for yourself. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, it, it's amazing what can happen in terms of like good guys and bad guys. Like like I said, like two years ago, Bill Cosby was an icon. <laughs> You know what I mean? No, every two, two years ago. Yeah, every now. I mean, I think about the what is it? Funny people that Joe Apatow made. Yeah. With, there's a there's a, a Bill Cosby album cover. I think as yeah. used his artwork in the. I mean, it's yes. like he's probably paying money to get that CGI'd out yes. now because because now Joe Apatow was, is one of the, like one of the main champions. Yeah, because and it, his hero, freaking yeah, w- you know. The, the, oh God! Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- unbelievable that terrorism. Was my first, when I was a kid, I wasn't you know my album collection mm-hmm. before. I started getting into, you know, my geeky rock. I was an ELO queen guy, wow. you know. I but my record collection was Bill Cosby and Monty Python albums and nice. the Richard Pryor best of that I yes. snuck home and listened to. Of course, with you headphones did. On. Oh, I did the same thing with Eddie Murphy. So uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's that thing now because of the absolutely horrific things that Cosby did allegedly uh, did. Um, are we now going to deny that body of work? I mean, uh, it, Gerard Carmichael on the Carmichael show did a brilliant episode on this entire thing. Oh, really? Brilliant. Really? And I can't emphasize brilliant enough, where he talked about his character in the show was like, yeah, I'm going to go see Bill Cosby perform tonight. And everyone freaks out, and his, and his girlfriend's mad at him. He's like, all right, have you seen a Woody Allen movie in the last two years? <laughs> right. And she's like, well, yeah, but that's it. It's like, no, no, no. No, it's not. That's funny because I Manhattan was on the other night, and Manhattan has consistently been my, one of my favorite top five movies all yes. time. And it was on some channel over the weekend, and I, and I've I'm in that place where it's like I've could I couldn't be a bigger Woody Allen fan, for, especially that right in my wheelhouse. Those movies, Woody uh, Annie Hall and Manhattan, yep. right in there. And uh, there's a segment. It was just it was funny line, funny line, great performance, funny line, funny line. Scene with Meryl Hemingway, and I'm like, ew, yeah, no. and yeah, yeah, yeah. everything just kind of washed over me. It's like I, I'm really uncomfortable right now, yeah. and I got to move it down. Yeah, <laughs> and I would say there's no answer. There, there isn't. There, it's the most complicated no... thing because the art can be yes. so good. Yes, people were talking about Roman Polanski's in the freaking news again. Yeah. And you look at Chinatown. And it's like, yeah, yeah. So how do you separate you like, the work from the man? Right. I'm not gonna tell you. That you can't, you, you cannot watch a Woody Allen movie. You cannot listen to a Bill Cosby album. Yeah. You can't hear Chris Brown's music. Like you can't. Like, yeah, there's a t- me personally yeah. boycotting watching Manhattan is not going to change anything. No. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. And it's already on. Yeah. So you're not putting extra money in his pocket. Like it's just you know, what I mean? or it's or it's on demand or whatever. Right. So it, it's like it, it's um it, it's this thing where there's. There, there's no right answer. If 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 if, if, if you told me I'm not going to listen to Cosby albums, I'm not going to listen to Chris Brown music, I'm not going to uh, watch Woody Allen movies, I'll respect that. If you say I'm going to do all these things and also hate the person individually, I'll respect that as well. Yeah. It because, for instance, like 
the best argument for that is the thing that you just said, where you were you were enjoying the movie until you had a visceral reaction yeah. Yeah. to something in the film, and it's like, well, I guess I can't enjoy that one anymore. Yeah. Maybe if you watch Annie Hall, it'll be different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe, but I don't Blue- think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I think now I'm kind of. I mean, I've had my enjoyment out of those things, but now I really like. I don't. In my own mind, I don't want to support my own enjoyment right. of that thing. Right? Can you can you listen to a Michael Jackson album? Can you? <laughs> I have to play Michael Jackson multiple times a yes. day uh, at my job. Right. And and yeah. But and it's strange. It's because yeah. if you played a Michael Jackson album, everyone goes nuts in terms of enjoyment, and they dance to "Dirty Diana," and they and they and they dance to all those songs. But it. If a comedy station played a Bill Cosby track, oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah, people would freak the fuck out. Yeah, and yeah, it it it, it it's amazing how we kind of pick and choose. Yeah, we'll, we'll compartmentalize that stuff. Um, yeah, like uh, right, like right now we're all going after Baylor University uh, for the stuff that happened there, which was egregious and horrible and awful. Yeah. But hey, if you live in Tampa Bay. Go Bucks, and I hope Jameis Winston throws a touchdown pass. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's weird how you pick and choose. I, I, I got a friend who just actually Facebooked something brilliant yesterday, which I never say. Um, it, yeah. it was uh, about Johnny Depp. He said, I'm sure Johnny Depp will uh, suffer the consequences of his actions just like, and then he listed off, like 15 <laughs> famous male actors who've been accused of domestic violence sure. who are still working and still, you know, very sure. prominent to this day. Frank, um, and, and Frank Sinatra. And he, and he ended it with, uh, yeah, you know what? I could keep going, but I got work to do. Yeah. And dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and it, it, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where uh, where do you draw the line and do you draw it consistently across the board? Personally, like the – what like I I I can tell you that I don't listen to Chris Brown records because of what he did to Rihanna, but really it's just because I think his music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like if he came out and it had like, so you're, a, you're you're on the surface you're going to take the high road, sure. But uh, in actuality, else, you no. never listened to Chris Brown in the first place. No, no. it's horrible music. <laughs> It's awful. So I'm not going to take the moral high ground. I mean, I'll say I do, but then at the core of it, I don't like it because it's just it's just shit. Now, right. I mean, like now, if if it comes out that Prince was smacking up women, God, I'm going to have some. I'm, I'm going to have got some a, soul searching. Got a moral dilemma yeah, on your now, hands. Now, now, I this is that Michael versus it. Cosby thing. It's like, well, yeah. you know what? I'm going to still maintain uh, my level of adoration for Michael, and I'm going to put, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brad, you got a, like a nine-hour commute to Brea here, and I don't want to <laughs> uh, deprive people of your uh, comedy yeah. stylings. Uh, Can later I plug tonight. some shit? Uh, yeah, I, and I will do that too in the uh, uh, the uh, outer portions. Of, okay, I'm, I'm putting my hands in the air like you're going to understand what this means. Yeah, you're I, you're I, you're going to bookend it. I okay. talk about you uh, while you're gone, basically. Okay, but cool. but but plug anything you yes. want uh, besides daddy issues, which is currently on Showtime. Yes. this is how what I do for you. Thank you. I signed up for Showtime on demand just so I could watch your show. Really? Yeah. Oh Admittedly, God. it was the free trial, and I'll probably cancel it. But, sure. But you get credit for that click or that view or whatever you know, it is. Shameless is a good show. You can, <laughs> you can go back and watch Dexter. I'll, I'll, I'll watch, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can binge watch Dexter for a week. That'll yeah. take over House of Cards. Dice's new show is pretty good. You know, you oh, can, Ray Donovan. 
I'm going right Ray. for Ray Donovan. Go for Ray. It's oh. a great network. Okay. I mean, there's tons of stuff. We love Showtime. Yeah. Yay, yeah, Showtime! Yeah. And also, Showtime is owned by CBS, which owns the building that we're currently in. <laughs> So, uh, yay, showtime. For the moment. Yeah, yeah uh, right. What do you want to plug? Uh, basically, uh, if, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you are familiar with podcasts. So please download my podcast. It's called the About Last Night Podcast. We've had insane guests. We've had- Crazy, uh, man. You've had freaking Mark Maron on. Yep. You've had Melissa McCarthy, yep. Susan Sarandon, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, a uh, bunch of people I don't know. Bob, uh, Bob, Bob Saget, uh, uh, Kevin Nealon, Dana Carvey multiple times. I'm a friend of Paul Feig, yeah. and he- Paul has put me off until August, <laughs> but but you've got one in the can. Yeah, with Paul Feig. How, uh, by the way, can I do a Paul Feig uh, podcast with you real quick? Sure. How's he handling all the negative uh, crap? You know what? Here's what it is. Because is... I, I want, I like, Paul is so nice yeah. and awesome. He's one of the best guys in Hollywood. Yeah. He's just a sweetheart of a man. And uh he doesn't deserve it's the ama- shit. No, and it's amazing to me that you could make a movie as great as The Heat, as Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. as Spy, Spy, which were all fantastic, great comedies, wonderful comedies, big fun mainstream then, comedies quality. Yeah, and then and then someone and then they say, "Oh, well, I'm going to make Ghostbusters now." And everyone goes, "No!" And, they, the, and trust then, him. And then trailer number one is like worst movie yeah, ever. Worst movie ever. Uh. And and his movies are notoriously bad in trailers because yeah. he doesn't like to reveal the best jokes in the trailer. I thought and, Spy was going to be horrible yes. when I saw the scooter joke gag, right, and I'm right, like, right. oh, that's what they put in the trailer. Well, because you have to, because all the other jokes have so much context behind them, yeah. and action that builds and nuance up to and, it yeah, yeah. That, that you can't show in a literally ten seconds. <laughs> So that's what you have to do in a comedy trailer. It's yeah, so hard to put yeah. a good comedy trailer together. Um, so for Paul, I don't want you to blow your whole episode, but I, yeah. I, I'm such a fan, and he he's not a good friend. We went to USC together, so okay. uh, at yeah. the same time, um, and he has promised <laughs> for two years to do my podcast. So funny. Would you call him? Would you please let sure. him know that I I'm do, a good absolutely. guy? Absolutely, of course. Um, and, uh, well, no, and and to be honest with you, he's he's just waiting for the movie to come out because he knows that if the movie comes out and it is good. It's going to trump all this. Yeah, and now people will now people will curse the same people that were cursing it yeah. will now go and shame the shamers. Be like, who are these people that are saying Ghostbusters is not going to be good with women? I, not me. I was on board for this day one. All right, let's uh, check your YouTube comment history, uh, uh, m- m- Bill Murray for life twenty seven twenty seven. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's unnecessary hate. Watch the movie. Enjoy the movie. It, I mean, if it's great, fantastic. If, if, if it's not good, who gives a shit? Because if the movie comes out, it doesn't mean the first Ghostbusters now ceases to exist. No. You, you can still go back and watch it. So, yeah, uh, listen to my podcast. Uh, About uh, last night. Yes. Uh, go to my website, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Tons of tour dates coming up. Uh, and you're or, headed off to where are you going? China. No. On Monday? No, that's not it. Okay. I'm you're going to, going to China? Yeah, I'm going to China. Is that on your website? Yeah. What are you doing in China? Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and how are the Chinese? Have you done China? Nope. I, I mean, no. Uh, so I gotta, I'm, I'm going to try it out. What the hell, <laughs> yeah, Brad? Yeah, yeah, man. It's going to be nuts. Does that now see that's... Are you scared? Yeah. 
oh, I'm, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to bomb because I know I can't make certain references. Because I, I, right, right, right now a big chunk of my act is what the fuck is going on in this country, and I can't say that yeah. if I'm in another country because <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. Because I'm not doing military bases. And, and it's not like, bars and it's not like and, you're going to a country that has been so westernized that they're going to be like, uh, I mean, I mean, they got McDonald's or whatever. They but, got YouTube, and that's why there's an insurgence of American comedy is if, oh, I, is if I got YouTube. Crazy. So now, so now they're craving American comedy. Now, my, now I'm sick to my stomach again all over again for you. I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, don't go into China. No, it's fine. <laughs> all right, quick questions, quick answers. We'll yeah. jump around. Sure, uh, sure, sure. You grew up in Orange. You, you were born in Orange. Yeah, born at uh, St. Joe's Hospital in Orange, California. Um, where, where'd you go? And you went to USC. What'd you major in? Uh, com- communication. So when I dropped out of college to be a stand-up comedian, we did not lose a cancer cure. <laughs> Or good. Well, I uh, I went to cinema school, and so the world mm-hmm. is missing out on Citizen Kane Part Two. Damn right it is. Uh, but I'm going to get there. I'm working on it. You hear? Well, you can just be like uh, Spielberg, get denied from the film school three times, and then go out and be the greatest director ever, and then uh, buy buy a building on the USC <laughs> campus as as a fuck you. <laughs> That is what they call not fuck you money, fuck me money. Yeah. Because you just donated $20 million just to say fuck you. Yeah. Like it cost you $20 million to say fuck you. Yeah, um, right? uh, what did your mom do? Uh, mom was a housewife. Uh, dad uh, Dad was a lawyer. And uh, yeah, that, oh. that, 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 that's what they did. Are you going to be a Rams fan? Uh, fuck yeah, I am. Don't have you wrong. already been a Rams fan? Mm, I was, but then they left. And it, it's like, it, it, it's like some people are like, well, what? You stopped being a Rams fan? when they left yeah you don't keep hanging out with your ex when she's fucking another guy <laughs> when she's winning super bowls for other people i just no, i could never you. see myself wearing anything that said st louis on it it just feels weird yeah it's like yeah i mean and i'm a diehard broncos fan and i have been since day one what? um yeah well my dad went to stanford with elway so okay he, he like Force us to be Broncos fans, and, and once you're a team, you're that's your team. So that's your team. So, but they're in the AFC, so I can still be a fan of the Rams when they're in the NFC. And yeah, I'm pretty much a homer for all the for all the LA teams, it's, it, it, except the Kings. I go to the games, but I'm more of a Ducks fan. When you are forced up on a karaoke stage, your go-to song is Ooh, um, uh, Metallica's cover of Bob Seger's "Turn the Page." Uh, Nobody's got that in their karaoke list, Brad. I do. That's uh, bullshit. No, you can't um, just pick okay. something that obscure. Uh, bon Jovi, Wanted Dead or Alive. <laughs> or the it's most better. fun the yes. most fun song I Wanted can Dead do. Wanted Dead or Alive is a little slow. Yeah, the most fun song I, I can do is uh, by the Bloodhound Gang. It's called The Lap Dance is Always Better When the Stripper is Crying. And that's on the karaoke list. A lot of a lot of them. And, and man, when I go into it, when I hit that first chorus, uh, it's kind of this weird country thing where it's yeah. like lap dance is always better when the stripper is crying. <laughs> the looks on people's faces are just like, huh? It's like Scooby Doo going, That's fantastic. Why is the lap dance better when the stripper is crying? So yeah, I love the looks on the faces cuz I'm still a comedian at heart. So I'll do that. I'll do uh, I like to do joke songs. They're they're fun for me. I'll do any weird I'll hit in the book. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'll do Taco Grande. I'm shocked at how many songs there are available. I haven't been to karaoke in a long time, and the last time I yeah. went, the book was ginormous. Yeah, I, just just pick out a song. Just yeah. say any song. They, I, they, I, they have it. I will advise you uh, do not 
pick some obscure hit by Fiona Apple, that is a mood killer in the room. Yeah. And I can I can tell you that because I witnessed it firsthand. Unless you're a hot girl and you decide to sing Criminal, that's about it. It's about it. It was a hot girl. She yeah. did not pick Criminal. See? That's yeah. the problem. Oh. Got to pick Criminal. And by the way, um, the greatest love of all Whitney Houston, you can't sing it as well. <laughs> don't. So don't even Just fucking don't. try. Just don't do anything, Whitney. Yeah. Maybe maybe I want to dance with somebody if you yeah. have like four people up there with you. Yes, tempo, upbeat, get yeah. the group up there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, no, and, thank you. And, <laughs> we should do, oh, okay, Brad and I yeah. are introducing our new podcast, uh, a karaoke etiquette. <laughs> well, definitely. And sure, I say Metallica's cover of Turn the Page, but I, I never sing that song with a packed house. Fuck no. You just do that for your that's, pals. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's like a lonely bar and there's like 10 of you there. That's when you sing that one. No. When there's a packed house, you you don't go up and sing. You're like, okay, this was a B-side from Alanis Morissette's fourth album. <laughs> Fuck you. No. You sing... You see, no, it, I, I don't do the emotional shit. If it's a packed house, Billy Idol, Moni Moni, bring it. <laughs> That's what I do and the place goes ape shit. Final question. Yes. Uh, and this is my uh, bring it back around to the name of this podcast, which has literally zero to do with okay. the podcast. Uh, <laughs> have you ever, or if not, would you be willing to work with a monkey? Ooh, well, um, uh, for one gig that I did take, uh, I was on a TV show on Nickelodeon called Sam and Cat where I was uh, handcuffed to Ariana Grande for a week. <laughs> so a monkey can't be worse than that. Because <laughs> uh, I posted that picture on Instagram and me handcuffed her. I was like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm like, nope. 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 Oh, my God. Uh, it, it, Have you told that story anywhere? No. Cause... Oh, I'm bringing you back for part two, man. Oh, I will tell that Jesus. story. My God, will I tell that story. All right. Then and, this yeah. is the cliffhanger, then. We're leaving it there. Sure. That, th- 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 this is the end of the episode of uh, Game of Thrones where someone big dies. It fades to black, and you're like, what happens next? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> this is our version of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, Brad, Brad Williams, just picture Brad Williams handcuffed to Ariana Grande, yeah. and there's uh, will fade in kind of like in the background a, a monkey face. Careless, uh, the song ca- "Careless Whisper," <laughs> <laughs> or Metallica's cover of Bob yeah. Seger's "Turn the Page." <laughs> Brad, uh, you're awesome. Thank I, you very I, much. I just love uh, hearing you and watching you, and wish you nothing but success. And I hope you make it back from China alive I and will. without lung cancer. I hope so too. And um, Daddy's Issues on Showtime about yep. last night the podcast. Yep. Uh, check out the website uh, bradwilliamscomedy.com. Funny Brad on Twitter. Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. Just look me up. Follow me and have a great time doing it. All right, man. You're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.